we have these two things happening in us at once. And one is that we have this desire to grow and expand and always get to the next level and book the next show and, you know, get that add that um, new skill for a resume. And it's, part, it's beautiful. It's part of our evolution. And at the same time, there is this part of us that it's like, but what about appreciating where I am now and, and realizing that I'm enough now and that there's nothing that I can do to make me more worthy and enough. Welcome beautiful artists to the Vocalist Podcast. My name is Christine Toole and I am your guide to navigating your voice and this incredible, yet at times scary, world of theater. Here you will learn from professors at the top musical theater programs, theater professionals in the industry, and from me, your guide in all things singing and voice. I am so glad you're here to join in the conversation. Let's pull back the curtain together and make your big dreams a big reality. Hello, beautiful vocalists. Thank you for joining me today. This one will soothe your soul. Annalisa is incredible at breaking down how to do this weird thing called life in the most graceful, mindful way possible. I wanted to hit on a few of the topics we talk about today because I think they are so important. We talk about that balance between having the desire to grow and get to the next level and get the big thing that we want, but also having the inner knowing that you are enough. Because without that knowing, then we will always be searching for that next bigger thing, thinking, oh, we'll be happy when we get that thing. If we don't know deeply that we are enough already, we will never be happy with our achievements. So we talk about how we hold both. And the answer to a lot of these tough things that we go through as singers and actors is the coming home to yourself. And so what does that look like? We talk about meditation, journaling, turning inwards to what you think and want, getting in touch with your deepest self. You must know what you truly want without all the noise of what other people want or what you think a casting director wants, etc. You must know in your own heart what you truly want. And that does come from being quiet, from doing the meditation, doing the journaling, really exploring you. So I would suggest to maybe make even a tiny daily practice of one of those things that speaks to you. Just start out by taking a little bit of time to journal each morning or meditate each morning. It doesn't have to be long, but I think that taking that time to commit to yourself and to commit to knowing yourself, that can make your work and your joy within the work so much more intentional. I wanted to hit on one more thing that Annalisa said, and then we'll get into it because it's an incredible conversation. But this one really stuck with me. I was asking her how to connect in your self-audition tapes. And I know I often get stuck when I'm recording myself, wanting it to be perfect and doing another take just to get it perfect or hating that I got, oh, this one note was not good, but the rest of it was good. I'm going to try again and searching for this perfect take, right? And she said she was able to release that because nobody wants to watch a robot, right? They want to watch a human 
an artist doing their work and humans with emotions are not perfect. And that's why it's beautiful. And ever since she said that, I've been able to release that idea when I'm doing self-tape auditions of it having to be perfect in every single element having to be perfect because that's not interesting and that's not human. So I just, I wanted to share that because I thought it was so beautiful and so helpful for us as artists that we don't have to be perfect. And if we could achieve it, it's not even interesting. Nobody wants to watch that. They want to watch a human have an experience. So I'm so excited to bring this episode to you today. I think this is one you will really treasure. Enjoy. Today we have with us Annalisa Lemming, who is a Broadway actor, performance coach, voice teacher, and creator of a Balancing Act podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us, Annalisa. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. So I would love to start at the very beginning. And if you could just tell me a little bit about when you knew you wanted to pursue acting professionally and a bit about that journey. Um, I really don't remember a time where I didn't want to. I really was bit by the uh, bit by the bug very early. Um, uh, you know, singing at church and at home, and um, and was exposed to a lot of old golden age musicals at a very young age. Um, so so it's always been there. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I found you through your podcast, A Balancing Act, and I was really drawn to your message. Um, Being an actor in New York myself at the time, it can feel like you're drowning and it can feel like you're alone in that feeling. So I was really drawn to your message and it helped me a lot, especially in those beginning years in New York. I was wondering if you could just tell me a bit about what being a balanced actor looks like to you and some of, I know it's hard to <laughs> put this in a nutshell, but some of the most important tools that you found on your journey for that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for saying that about the podcast. You know, we always create what we need <laughs> mm-hmm. and it definitely came out of something that I needed. And I did find that these conversations weren't being had in a public space. And that was really important to me. A balancing act, that name kind of came out of this. We have these two things happening in us at once. And one is that we have this desire to grow and expand and always get to the next level and book the next show and, you know, get that, add that um, new skill to our resume. And it's part, it's beautiful. It's part of our evolution. And at the same time, there is this part of us that it's like, but what about appreciating where I am now and, and realizing that I'm enough now and that there's nothing that I can do to make me more worthy and enough. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really easy to, to go too far in the direction of striving. And then you forget and you think you're not enough. And so instead of it becoming like when you're young and you just, I, I want to be in a show and I want to be able to do that, we lose that. And it becomes, I have to do that to prove I'm enough. And so it was that, it's that, it's that balance of how do you hold both? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we can apply a balancing act to so many things in the in our career and, and we do, but that's really what it came from and, and still is for me today. And um, as far as tools and, and resources and things, Every practice that I do and have found over the last 12 years 
ultimately is about coming home to myself. Mm-hmm. It's something, whether it's meditation or prayer or contemplation or being in nature or dancing for joy, not in class, <laughs> <laughs> or um, putting my bare feet on the ground, um, journaling, if I didn't say that one, uh, listening to uplifting podcasts. Like ultimately, it's all about turning inward, settling in, hearing that voice, and listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what I um, am still doing every day and would encourage every artist or actor to cultivate hearing that voice, asking questions, dialoguing, listening, um, because especially now there's just so much noise and it's really hard to discern what I really want, what's important to me, even how to like craft a character or be creative without being able to tap into that voice. Um, so that's that's the most that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. It's, it is, it took me a long time to get to the point where I realized that that was the missing piece, not, not the show. And it is, like you said, it's, it's the daily practice. It's those things, the meditating, the journaling that really allow you to have that space to listen to that voice. I think that something that you, I know, speak a lot about is people striving to reach that pinnacle, whatever that is for them. I know that you've expressed and and I've felt the same what, that you feel like once I get that role or I get on Broadway, then suddenly that will solve my life problems and I will feel like, oh, I'm, I'm good now. I'm, I'm worthy and right. life is easy. I guess, how how do you deal with that feeling of feeling like you have to give it your all and you do want it with your all to reach those goals. However, not um, putting your worth on that, if that makes sense, right. kind of that, that yeah. balance. Right. <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's the magic question, right? Like if we can, if, and I think it's a, I wish there was a formula or a very easy like prescription <laughs> And a step-by-step answer, right? That we can, every time we're, we're trying to achieve a new thing or create a new thing that we can go, okay, here's the four-step thing Yes, <laughs> that I have to do to stay detached from this. Yeah. Um, but it's ever evolving. So, so what do I do? I, I ask myself why I want it. Mm. I think that's the place to start, right? It's like, why do I so badly want to book that lead in that show? And then it's, it's, usually there is a voice there or there will be something that will pop up from that, that will say, it, it'll be like, I can prove to, right? Like I can yes. prove to so-and-so or I can prove to myself or it will finally mean blank. And that, but that's only one of the voices. There's a lot of the things, but that one, like if we can be really onto ourselves when those pop up and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So part of it is ego. Part of it is that the part of us that feels unworthy or doesn't feel enough. And so then it's coming back in this moment and going, what do I know to be true? I am enough in this moment. Where am I not feeling that in this moment? What am I abandoning in myself today? What am I not allowing myself to do today? Because I I don't think I should, or I don't think I can um, because I haven't made it yet. Where am I holding back and playing small in my life now because I'm waiting for permission to get that role 
so that I'm enough. So it's, it, it becomes really interesting. And then I think what happens is then we start to live more fully in this present moment and we start to like experience more joy and, and creativity. And suddenly that rehearsal by yourself is really fun and fulfilling. And then I'm still going out for that role in that show, but I can focus on like, oh, wouldn't it be so fun to play at that level and and be inspired to grow and have to grow because my seed partners are so amazing. And um, and then it kind of feels like, but you know what, if I don't do that, something else will come along or maybe that's not my show, but it's another show. So you can kind of feel how once you can unwind the need from that thing, then all of a sudden you're back in possibility of like, oh, so many other things could happen. But if you notice yourself going after something and it feels it has to be this thing. All of your eggs are in that basket. I think that's a really good warning sign of, mm, we might be needing that for the wrong reason and and just great time to reassess. Yeah. I love that kind of shifting your whole energy about it and opening yourself up to all of those other options. And then it doesn't feel like you're grasping at this thing. I find that when I feel that feeling, that's my red flag when I'm holding on and saying, I'm, I'm strangling it. I have to. And then I know, okay, I need to shift my energy on this situation because you're setting yourself up for failure either way, I think, when you put that kind of hold on. Yeah, you know, it it feels kind of like, um, it's almost as if I'm sitting here thinking about this thing that I want so bad. And that thing is like full color. It's vibrant, right? I'm picturing myself doing that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like the the version of myself I'm going to be when I get to, you know, <laughs> yes. have the baby or buy the big house or get the Broadway show. Like, it's like that. And then suddenly I feel like I'm black and white. I, yes. I feel like there's a piece of me missing. And so what we are looking to do, right, is how do I get that color into my life now? How do I get back into the fullness, vibrancy of myself? And what you just said is like, when we're, when we're not, when we're the black and white, like half version of ourselves, imagine that person in the audition room or like walking through their life on that journey. Like, of course, it's not going to flow because you're not in your authentic power. You're not in your creativity. You're not, you know, showing up as love and generosity. You're like, I'm broken and I need that. Yes, missing piece. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Putting that that color and vibrancy in your life all the time, not just when you do the thing. I would love to talk a little bit about how you process, because since our industry is so full of the highest highs and the lowest lows, and it feels a bit like a roller coaster, how you process those no's, especially the really big ones that feel like, oh, that one hurt. Um, and how, how you process and, and move forward to the next thing. Yeah, it's also a practice. And I know sometimes I do it more gracefully than others. But ideally, and this is what helps me move through it the quickest, I feel it. Mm-hmm. I really feel the feelings. Um, and I give myself a little bit of time to really not wallow, not collapse into and that means when I, when I talk about collapsing into a feeling, um, rather than actually just sitting here and like letting the disappointment sit in my body and be like, oh man, this really stinks. And feeling that and like breathing with that for a few minutes. I mean, collapsing into the feeling is feeling the disappointment and then immediately letting that disappointment go into story and like cycle all the things like 
oh, if I didn't book that show, then who knows when I'll book another show. And like, if I can't even get that like revival, how am I going to ever do anything? You know, yeah. that to me is collapsing into the feeling and then the feeling runs the show. And that really makes this career just miserable. <laughs> and I think that we see that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so instead it's like really feeling the feeling and, and honoring that and then redirecting and thinking about the things that have gone well and are going well. So I'm not slapping on the positive. I'm not like, you know, fake it till you make it. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. Right. But holding, holding both, holding the feelings, sitting with them, and then looking around back in this present moment, because I'm probably, if I'm collapsing in my feelings, I'm probably going into the future and going, oh no, because I didn't get that. That means this isn't going to work out. And then I'm not going to have you know, get this credit on my resume by the time I'm this age. And like, so you're in the future. So it's yes. like coming back to the present. What's okay now? Those are the, those are the biggest ways that I've been able to, um, to manage it. And then also just with experience and with time, you come to know that things rarely work out like you think they're going to. Mm-hmm. And so you get excited. I truly get excited when something doesn't work out. Once I feel the feelings, I'm like, oh, if that wasn't the thing, what is? Because something works out. Something's going to come through. And I just, okay, I thought I knew. I thought I thought it was that, or I I thought it was that, but it wasn't. (laughs) I love that redirection into, okay, so yeah, what, what is intended for me then? If that, if that wasn't the thing, it could be something so exciting that you could never even, you would have never thought up on your own. Yeah, I thought I was going to go do that summer stock gig and play Nelly in South Pacific, but I guess, hmm, oh, that's the summer I met my husband. Right, right. Oh, (laughs) good with that. I love that. I guess one more question about about you and auditioning at this time. I know that a lot of people switching to doing a lot of self-tapes. And I've experienced, because I, I coach people in, in auditioning, and I think that it's hard sometimes for them to really connect in the same way as being in a room. So I would love to hear if you had, I guess, what do you do to really feel like you are fully connecting with the character and with the piece in those auditions when it's just you in a room by yourself? Yeah, you know, well, I always do have a reader with me. So Mm -hmm. uh, like, not in person, but you know, on Zoom, like I'll, I'll always have somebody reading with me. So it's interesting. I don't really feel not connected. I do miss the, I actually do miss the adrenaline of the audition. Mm, yes. I don't get that, um, which I think can be s- such a cool aspect of it. So I miss that. But I, I think I think what helps me, and I hope maybe this can help somebody listening, is it's all imaginary make-believe. And so, you know, when you're a kid, you don't need anything. You're, it, like, it, I feel like it's tapping back into the part of myself that's like, oh, this is just an improvisation on if this were happening in my life right now. How do I, do, how do I play and just have fun? I'm really not nitpicky with myself on camera. And uh, I think that, I think that helps. I think that that's one thing that gets in the way for a lot of people is like watching back and like one little thing they don't like, and then they think they need to make another self tape. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to remind ourselves that nobody wants to watch a robot. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes it's those weird little quirky things that makes us human and charming. And, um, and then the other thing is definitely having some tools in place that we wouldn't necessarily get to do if we were in person because like in between takes and things. 
So if I notice that I was really in my head about something, I can stop and clear that. And I use the paradox process, which is what I teach. And um, it's a way to kind of get out of my own way and, and, and clear, okay, oh, all of my attachments to sounding the way I think these people think I should sound. And then I'll say detach, clear, which is this key that I use. And then I'll do it again. So that's a, that's a plus for, you know, self tapes. You gotta gotta find the positives. Yes, there is a silver lining. (laughs) Um, What are you most excited for right now? (sighs) Hmm. Right now, I think uh, I'm excited about spending the holidays with my one and a half year old. It's, it's really, it's really fun. It's a really oh, fun age. That is fun. Oh, I love that. Um, where can people find you if they would like to connect with you or work with you? Yeah, um, I'm definitely most active on Instagram. I'm just having a lot of fun over there right now. So it's at Annalisa Lemming and um, trying to keep it light, but also uh, just kind of interrupt the normal conversation that we tend to have around the industry and the business. So come pop over and say hi to me there. Yes, I love your content. It <laughs> keeps <Yeah>. me going. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Annalisa. This was an awesome conversation. I wish I could go on forever. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so glad you're here. If you would like to put these skills to work, come on over and work with me today. You can visit my website at www.thevocalistworkshop.com or on Instagram at The Vocalist Workshop and also on Facebook at The Vocalist Workshop. Please rate and review the podcast. It means the world to me. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.